with lightning and thunder. He listened for his voices, and they finally told him what to do next. He put on gloves and his black sock cap to keep his hair out of his face, got out of the car, and made his way through the gloom and the downpour, lying low, hidden, sure of himself. The voices had explained in detail how he should do what he had to do. Bald in his gloved right hand was the cloth he soaked in the liquid that put people to sleep. His voices told him to sneak up on the cop outside and make sure he didn't wake. Leave the cloth on long enough to put the cop to sleep for a while, but not forever as the others. Leave the body. Get the woman in the yellow house. Number three, right on time. He snuck up to the back window, and with the rain and thunder hiding the noise, he broke the glass and let himself in. No alarms went off. The house had no burglar system, and the woman lived alone. He knew that. She was sleeping in the upstairs bedroom. He'd seen the light come on and go off earlier. Making his way up the stairs in the dark, the second wet cloth was snuggled in his good hand. It was easy. His eyes adjusted to the lack of light enough for him to see outlines. He was holding the cloth over her face as she struggled, when the phone by her bed began to ring, startled him enough that he hesitated, and the woman pulled away and slithered to the floor. He grabbed at her, scooped her up in his arms, placing the cloth back over her face. That's when something hard hit him on the back of the head. Good thing he was wearing a wool sock cap couldn't get DNA off a sock cap. But whoo, it hurt. He dropped the woman like a sack of rocks and put his hands up to his head. Pain. A jagged bolt of lightning lit up the room for a moment. Pivoting around, covering his face with one hand, he peeked out and saw it was the old woman from the trailer. She was dressed in a fluffy pink robe, her hair sticking up all over the place, and her face contorted, tiny and angry. She swung at him again with a big stick of wood. Take that, you overgrown Frankenstein! And the stick hit him in the leg. More pain flew up through his kneecap and exploded in his thigh. Darn that old woman. His voices had abandoned him. They always did when he got in trouble. So he reacted out of the instinct to survive. Thinking his thick coat would protect him from the breaking glass, he spun around and jumped through the window and fell the two stories to the ground. Hitting the mud hard, he rolled and scrambled up, and limped away into the woods, back to his car. He crawled in and drove away as quickly as he could. Beyond the agony in his head and leg, he experienced disappointment 
that number three had slipped through his hands. He'd been scared away too easily. Why had he run off because an old woman had lit into him? It had been the surprise of it, he thought. It confused him. His voices would be angry for him being a coward. (laughs) Maybe they'd leave him again, and maybe that wouldn't be so bad. He had to get away and take care of his leg before he passed out. The same leg that the cop had shot years ago. He was in excruciating pain, his head bleeding, and it was all he could think about. He had to doctor himself, because he didn't dare go to the hospital. Oh, he'd been here before, fleeing through the night, hurting and running. Oh, yeah. He drove to the cheap motel he'd found in the next town, fighting dizziness the entire way. The motel was a rat trap, but his room was tucked in the rear, and no one seemed to care what he did as long as he paid each morning. For now, it was his sanctuary. His head hurt. His kneecap hurt. Darn that old woman.